What up, man? It's your boy for another episode, very special episode tonight. We are talking 2007 Newberry High School football, the year that the boys of Newberry went to state. And um, just to let y'all know, this story is copyrighted. And if you try to steal it and make a movie of it, I'm getting paid big time. Because that's what we do. We're in the process of doing it. You know, I got a manuscript and all, so my stories are copyrighted. All right? Just letting y'all know. <laughs> but anyway, um, to give you a synopsis, to give you a little background of uh, that season, first off, that was my first year coaching. Me and my brother, uh, my, I, both our first year coaching, but uh, he was there before I was. And I came in about the... Uh, third or fourth game of the season um, and I came in late because I was going to Florida State and uh, I got sent home due to health issues and that was the worst day of my life so as if you know me everybody who knows me knows I have sickle cell disease but it has never hindered me from playing the game that I love. And uh, I ended up getting known at Florida State because I was at another small school called Weber. And one of my coaches left from Weber and went to Florida State. And he got me on at Florida State. He called me one day. He was like, hey, what you doing? And at that time, I had to transfer from Weber trying to get on at Florida. And Florida kind of had gave me a guarantee of getting on if I got my AA. Then that kind of went away because they stopped responding. They kind of slowed down talking to me. They had won the national championship, blase, blase. So ended up at Florida State, get there, um, and shots out to Coach Keeley and his family. They always hold special place for my life. For one, he always talked to other coaches who came around about me. Uh, I remember my Florida State coming one year, or that same year, and uh, he was trying to get recruited by that man, but Coach Joey already knew I was coming, so, you know, uh, but he always just looked out for me. Didn't have to, he wasn't my coach. He came in at the end of my senior year, and uh, he just always kept it going. You know, and I love to sit down with him and kind of figure out if anybody else ever came through or, you know, looked for me and my homeboys. Because we know that there was a lot of coaches who might have reached out and we didn't know anything about it. But anyway, that's another story for another podcast. Um, so Coach Gila would always hold a special place in my heart just based off of that. You know, that, that was a big deal for me. You know, he didn't know me from Adam. He could have told me, you know, I don't want you around my program, you know, but he always opened the door up for me to come around the boys and, you know, be an enlightenment to him, be an encouragement and all that. Um, so I get I get on that Florida State and I say thank you to him because his daughter, if it went for his daughter, I don't graduate. She helped me graduate from uh, Santa Fe to be able to get on that Florida State. So they sent me home to get an ultrasound on my spleen, which they saw as my medical records from when I was like 14. Done played, you know, hadn't played high school football yet when that happened. Done played four years of high school, a year at Weber, that never happened, but they saw it, 
say, I need to go get a new ultrasound so I can be cleared to play. Come home, get cleared to play. Call them, let them know I'm cleared. Hey, I'm coming back up in the morning. Well, no, we don't think you should call them because you got sickle cell too and we don't want to take no chances. Mind you, they told me about my sickle cell before I left. Said that wasn't the issue. We got kids who had it before blase blase. So I'm breaking down. I'm losing my mind. I got an apartment up there. I don't know what I'm finna do. You know, can't play ball. My dream was to play Division One football. And here I am getting a chance to play at Florida State. Like, I got one day of practice under my belt. And now you're telling me I can't come back. So I put my pain and my feelings aside. And, um,. I go to my cousin's game, my little cousin Trill, not Trill, but I know not Trill, take the pictures and all that. Now Trill, you know, being so small, not that we didn't have small boys on the team, but he was a little smaller than them. He was, you know what I mean? He had heart and Trill could play ball. Trill could play ball. Trill was always that man in Little League. Uh, he was the man on JV for a long time. And just... You know, he wasn't as strong and wasn't that fast as a kilo or a rhino, you know, even though they all was about the same size. Uh, but that night, you could tell his minutes was going to shoot up. So before we even get in the gate of the game, we had to go to Dixie. And so before we even get in the game, my cousin said, hey, try to score the touchdown. I'm like, what? I got to hurry up and get in. I'm putting my pain and feelings aside to see this cat play. And he done scored, so that brightened my night a little bit. So I get in the game, and uh, everybody who knows this County got that little low fence right next to the stand. So I'm standing right there, and he come over, and we talking. He's like, man, they took my jump back. I'm like, dang, dog. I'm like, yeah, man, they talking about somebody but holding or something. So I'm like, dang, dog. And Kilo had to throw him a perfect pass. I saw it on film about a hundred times. And so uh, after that, Ray come over. Everybody who know Coach Ray, Coach Ray come over and like, come on, I'm gonna put you in on kickoff. So Trail run out there on kickoff, get the tackle, and get a fumble, and we recover. So I knew my dog Minutes gonna shoot up now after this. You know, he even had a game of his life. And so he made the tackle, he ain't getting up. So in my mind, a couple weeks before that, before I left to go to Florida State, I went to the game against Santa Fe. And everybody cramping. I remember Matt cramping up that game. I think Kilo cramped up, Bo cramped It was like a bunch of them, Benny. Everybody cramping up against Santa Fe. So I'm like, it's hot tonight. These jokers cramping up again. Trail still ain't getting up. So at this time, I'm getting worried. So I let my 10 more seconds roll through and see if they're going to pick him up. And then I kind of looked over at Ray, and he turned his head. And then I started to see some of the boys start to cry. So I jumped the fence. I beat his mama on the field. And so Ray trying to keep him calm. He's like, they just, they just rolled. They just rolled it. They're going to pop it back into place. You're going to be fine. I'm like, if he's rolled, why they popping it back into place? So... Trill pick his leg up, 
he like, I can't feel my jaw. Something wrong. And his foot just dangling. I lost it. My brother had to grab me and was like, man, don't cry. You cry. He gonna cry. Everybody gonna be crying. So I'm trying to stop crying, but my brother didn't realize. He didn't know what I had to been through that whole day. So that was just like the icing on the cake for me. And so they carted him off, took him to Shans. And uh, that next day, um, they went that next day. So that next week, you know, I stayed to the rest of that game. And just to, you know, shout out to, to Bo, Bo Woods. Bo had the game of his life that game and the next week against Fort White. And all the boys was crying on the sideline. And that was that was the solidif the solidification of that season right there. In that moment, when Trill went down, to see all them boys crying, that lets you knew how much of a family they were. How much they real deal loved each other and cared about one another. See, I ain't even had that on my team. Well, we felt like we were supposed to go to state. Well, we felt like, you know, we had the tools and the necessities to go to state. We was just missing a good coach, and that was, you know. And, and, and don't get me wrong, my coach that I had, my head coach, was a great guy. He just wasn't a great coach. Wasn't a great head coach. Now, I still give him, and I pay him homage for me being prepared like I was when I went to college. Because I was one of the most in-shaped cats in college. Like, the running and the practicing we did had no bearing on the practices I went through in high school. So I felt like he prepared me for college, conditioning-wise. I, I forever and always will tell him that he was a great strength and conditioning coach. But as far as X's and O's and, and calling plays, that wasn't it. You know, and I felt like other things outside of the football field, it just wasn't it. Like, he didn't. He didn't do a lot of things. He didn't inform us on a lot of things. He didn't prepare us for college or even try to set us up for college, I feel. You know, it was just something that kind of happened. Like, I felt like he had it to where he felt like I can send you here because I think you would be more successful here kind of thing. And as a coach, you kind of you do have to do that to an extent. But it's not your choice at the end of the day. You're supposed to let everybody come through. You're supposed to let everybody make their own decisions and choices or whatever the case may be. And I felt like that's what he didn't do. Um, and, again, that's another story for another time. But the things that we lacked, even though we had, like, my brothers, my homeboys, my, my teammates were my brothers. And I love them cats. But I can remember when I got hurt, nobody cried. I can remember when my homeboy got hurt, my best friend of 30, 33 years now. When he got hurt, nobody cried. You know, when he hurt his shoulder, nobody cried. We was like, dang, dog, what's up? You done? You know, but that's just how we was. You know, nobody was sentimental to the other person. But them boys all felt that. You know what I mean? And, and sometimes, man, that level of caring can make you 
so much more than you than you are. And them boys is already talented as all get out. But now they actually gonna play for somebody. And so back to what I was saying about both, man, the rest of that night. No, it took seven, five to seven boys the rest of the night to tackle for. And I can't recall his stats or what he ended up with against Dixie. But that boy played his heart out. And the same thing against Fort White because that next week Trill had, you know, he had to roll around in a wheelchair. And that joker made me so mad. That's like, <laughs> we laugh about it, boy. We even laughed about it that night, but man, we go to Fort White, and uh, you know he had been jammed up in the hospital, jammed up in the house all week. You know, hadn't been outside or nothing. So I know from when I get sick with my sickle cell, or when I had, you know, I used to be in the house all for about a week or so. You know dealing with pains so that first day back outside is like a shock to your body and so you feel like you're gonna pass out you feel like you know because you haven't been getting no fresh air like that and so we get to Fort White as <laughs> soon as we open the door this joke talk about yeah take me back home <laughs> I'll say what we is not gonna go back home you gonna suffer the night <laughs> So after a while, he got all right, but he was weak because he hadn't been outside. And so I put him in the wheelchair and I rolled him to the end zone where we was running at. And man, about two or three times, Bo came down there and met him in the end zone just because he just ran hard. He saw Trail, the boys. Everybody saw the stands was cheering when Trail came out, man. It was just that atmosphere that year, that love that everybody had. It wasn't just the boys, it was the fans, it was the cheerleaders, it was everybody. The coaches, like the love that was shown, you know, it was amazing. You know, and, and Bo just ran hard. Anybody who know my cousin Bo, he's very passionate about, you know, what he's passionate about, he's passionate about. And so, you could tell he was passionate about his little cousin or his, I don't know if he little cousin or big cousin. I really don't know what their age is, but I know they're the same age. I just don't know who older. Bo probably is older. So look cause, you know, uh, look cause were hurt and he went ham for him. And so, you know, it was just uh, experience, man, to see them boys play their heart out for their teammates. And so I'm going to wrap this one up, man, for now, so y'all don't get bored with me and my voice. But the next segment is coming right back at you real soon. And we're going to talk about uh, the night I come into the picture as a coach and, you know, my experiences. And uh, we're going to talk about some other boys and, you know, I touch bases and we'll do all that, man. It's going to be a great, great story, man. The main characters. Everybody know Kilo is one of the main characters, but, you know, we got some other main characters that y'all really going to enjoy hearing about. So I'll get up with y'all, man, on the next segment. Thank y'all for listening to this one. Love y'all. I'm out. Peace.